It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07 on a Saturday morning, 35 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, and I'm here to help you be more successful, reminding you that if you want to learn about strawberries and blueberries, Pike Nursery next Saturday. We'll talk about this with Mickey Gasway a few minutes later, but Mickey Gasway will tell us that next Saturday, free bare root strawberries with any purchase while supplies last. There'll be a class on growing strawberries at 8.30 a.m. next Saturday, not today, and then growing blueberries at 5 p.m. at all Pike Nursery locations and strawberry lemonade to drink all day long. That'll be nice. Speaking of classes, Patricia Collins is with me this morning from Callaway Gardens. And Callaway Gardens always has an annual garden fair and plant class um, uh, event. And that's going to be on March the 23rd. March the 23rd is our gardening school. And then the afternoon of the 23rd and then all day the 24th, 25th, and 26th, we have the plant fair and sale. But uh, the gardening school with Walter... And uh, Jenny Hernandez, who she and her sister have Flintwood Farms, which is a annual perennial um, uh, greenhouse nursery in uh, Fayette County. Uh, She's going to talk about annuals and perennials, and you're going to talk about how to have the best garden in the world, right? (laughs) All the mistakes I've made. That's exactly (laughs) what I'm going to talk about. All the crazy things that I've done including recently I've done some things that I'm going to feature. I'm not going to tell you what they are right now, but I'll feature some of the dumb things that I've done recently in my own garden to find out whether they would work and whether they wouldn't, and sadly they wouldn't. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? Exactly right. And we'll give away two tickets to the garden school. Let's, Let's do it right now, the first one, all right? All right. Do it right now. If you would like tickets to the garden school, do we want to make it a contest, actually, or do we want to make it just first call, or how should we give it away? Caller number four. Call number four to our contest line, 404-741-0750. If you're free on March the 23rd, want free ticket to the Garden School. This is one person, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right, that's correct. One person to the Garden School, May 23rd, or March 23rd, excuse me, to the fourth caller to the contest line, 404-741-0750. Got it? All right, let's go to the phones. We've got lots of people lined up here. Leona is in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and is with us on Lawn and Garden. Leona, good morning. Good morning. Hi. How can I help? Uh, my son has a um, St. Augustine lawn. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I wanted to take some plugs from his lawn and transfer it to my lawn in Stone Mountain. Yes. And I wanted to know if I can do it while it's in its dormant stage or do I have to wait till it greens up? Better done when it greens up. Okay. I know that because my neighbor Gus did that exactly. I did it too. Uh, I got my cuttings Stringer, what do you want to call those rooty things, uh, from Candler Park, and Gus got his from my yard, and we would just sit outside and plant them in our yards. About 12 inches long is how we cut them, uh, mm-hmm. Leona, mm-hmm. and we buried the six inches of it underground, and the other six inches stayed above ground, and within a year or so, we were pretty covered up. Great. Yeah, but I think better done when it's greened up real nice. It's okay. going to be May, early May, probably. Okay. All right. Thank you, Walter. Nothing to it. Thanks for calling, Leo. You're welcome. Bye-bye. James Turn, James and Marietta, join us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, James. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, man. What's up? 
Um, well, I have a, a garden box that I built, and I, um, I, I got to it uh, maybe about a week ago, yeah. and just to, to look at the soil, see what needs to be done, and I noticed that yeah. there's a whole bunch of these beetles. Uh, well, actually, I don't know what they are. They look like little white centipedes. Oh, man. I, I had some, um, it's thousands of them, and I How? don't know if that's something where I just need to dis discard the soil or if they're beneficial bugs how long are they give me some dimensions on these creatures um they're about an inch to an inch and a half oh can you see legs on them or are they like grubs Uh, with no legs you can see legs on them little white centipedes patricia collins look at me and tell me you know what that is i have you know i don't know insects so that's (laughs) (laughs) where is that uh bug bug uh, or insect thing from georgia that you always talk about i don't know because these right here i should be familiar with them but james i'm thinking in my head what little white centipedes an inch long with legs would live in the soil yes centipedes and millipedes both live above the soil but they don't usually get into the soil and these are down an inch two inches five inches how deep are they in the soil james um, it's, it's it's throughout um the whole thing so the garden box is 12 inches tall yep and um i think the bottom layer i have about four inches of gravel and then the rest is filled with soil hmm. and uh, i did use a, a couple different things for fertilizers um it's organic soil and then i had a mushroom compost good a chicken manure and cow manure, a mixture of the three of those sure. that I use for fertilizer. And what I noticed, or what I think happened, is at the end of, um, or last year, uh, my last few tomatoes that came up, I, I guess I got lazy and I just left them on the vine yeah. and they rotted and fell down. So I'm, I'm noticing the bulk of the concentration is around where the fruit that was um, was rotted was. Hmm. But as I go through the soil, it's 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 literally there. I can't poke my finger and not see one of these little bugs. You know, we have enough time. Here's the here's what I think, James. We have enough time to identify what the creatures are before it's time to plant tomatoes. So if you do this right this minute and get me some pictures this afternoon, I may be able to look at them today or tomorrow, maybe. So here's what I want you to do. Um, dig the soil and get some of these creatures out. And if you need to immobilize them because they're so, they crawl and they get away from you, you can dump them in a little vial of alcohol and kill them that way. But once you've got them dead so they don't move, put them onto a piece of um, colored paper or cloth like your jeans on your knee is fine, just something that's flat and has a contrasting color to them. And use your cell phone to take a couple of three pictures that are in focus. Don't try to get right up close to them where it won't be in focus and don't stand back three feet where it's not going to be able to be seen. But on my website, there's a little button down at the bottom that says Contact Walter. And if you click on that, it'll open up an email program that you can attach the pictures to and say, hey, I found these in my garden box. I want to know what they are. And I'll try to take a okay. look at them and see exactly what you have. Okay. I, I definitely appreciate that. And I will try to have that done this morning. Yeah. I mean, I, Patricia and I always love learning new things, James. And you present me with something that I may learn something real interesting. So do it. <laughs> Okay. Can't wait to see it. All right. Thanks for calling, James. You're welcome. We got Mark and Dunwoody. Mark, join us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, man. Good morning. Hey. Well, I've got a question concerning my tall fescue lawn. Sure. Uh, I I used to have a really nice 
rescue lawn. And out of uh, kind of out of nowhere, at the end of last summer during that really hot drought that we were having, it just it just got completely battered. And um, you know, I tried to say that. I mean, it, I, I do the right things with it anyway. In, in the fall, I always core aerate and overseed, and I mow high and I mow frequently. I do all the right things. And yeah. Like I said, it's always been a nice lawn. Um, at the end of last year, I replanted basically. I didn't fully replant, but um, overseed it twice. And it's it's grown back up, but not to the point where I've mowed yet. And it looks, it doesn't look great right now. I I put a uh, test in through the extension office, and everything came back fine. They just asked for standard fertilization. It was like thirty four zero zero, like I normally would. But what happened in the meantime in that void where there wasn't grass, you know, weeds have been able to pop up. Especially, oh, yeah. there's a lot of chickweed. Sure, sure. And I'm just afraid to treat it right now. That I guess. It's I guess it's still not really considered mature. If you uh, haven't so. mowed it, then it's not mature. That's my rule of thumb, is if you haven't mowed it once or twice, then it's not really mature enough to spray weed killer on it. And the good news is, though, that once you are able to mow it, which should not be long from now, because as things warm up, the fescue is going to grow faster, and you'll be out there, Mark, with the lawnmower, and one mowing, and then five, six days later, another mowing, and then it's mature, and any of the three products that I have mentioned several times, I'll go over them right now. The Weed Beater Ultra from Pike, the Bayer Season-Long Weed Control from Bayer, and the Ortho Weed Be Gone Max from Scott's Ortho. Read the label. Make sure that you are using it at the right time and at the right rates and all that kind of stuff. But they all three do a terrific job on things like chickweed and uh, clover and henbit and things like that of winter weeds. Okay. Perfect. So try them, but you were really smart. I'm really impressed, Mark, that you knew not to spray the weed killer on the fescue when it's really young, because that is that would have left you as holes in dead grass, and that's where the weeds come in, and then you're on sort of a treadmill of, of weeds and messing around that we really don't want to have to do. So as soon as I start mowing, I'll be able to put, put that on. Yeah, sure will. Okay. Awesome. I appreciate you. You bet, Mark. Thanks for calling. It's 817 on a Saturday morning. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's 30, 36 degrees right now, going up into the mid-50s this afternoon. No rain in the forecast. Tomorrow in the mid-60s, overnight lows around 40, 45 degrees. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Gary is at an LJ and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Gary, good morning. Morning. How are you doing this morning? Doing all right. What you need? I got some questions about the green dragon fruit. Yeah. Why do they call it green got, dragon fruit when it's red, Gary? I want to know that. I don't. Well, it's green until it ripens. That's the only thing oh, I can figure. Okay. That's Go. the only thing I can figure. I bought this house, uh, I guess, uh, about four months ago, yeah. five months ago, and there's like three of them out back. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Growing outdoors out back, Gary? Okay now, okay, now, okay, now you're thinking about the 
dragon fruit that's from Central America. These yeah. are trees that come from China and Korea. Hmm, the moment of silence that you hear is me and Patricia both saying, hmm, right, describe the fruit again then for me, Gary. I'm not sure I know what we're yeah, talking about. Uh, I, I had never heard of them until I found them there, and then that's what somebody told me they was, so I started trying to look them up on the Internet to find right. out some things about right. The fruit is a little bit bigger. When it turns ripe, it's a little bit bigger than a golf ball. It's sort of, a, would say, a rusty yellow color, somewhere in between yellow and orange. Got it. And they're a high citrus fruit, big time. Mm. Uh, I'm talking about tart-wise, somewhere in between uh, orange and a grapefruit. Does it have thorns on the shrub? They, they've they got thorns that yeah. will definitely hurt you. There's the question. <laughs> now we know what we're talking about. Um, okay. Yeah, they got some thorns that are like three inches long. Yeah, okay. yeah. It is called trifoliate orange. Is the real name okay. for it, not dragon okay. fruit, but the there is a form of trifoliate orange that has curved thorns called green dragon or flying dragon. Flying dragon is the right name for it. Okay. So if well, your I, thorns curve, it's a flying dragon trifoliate no, these, orange. These, these are straight. They've got me a few times. Yeah, so that's uh, the that's the regular one. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't have the curve on it. Okay, trifoliate orange. Yep. Well, see, I had I had been asking around about it, and that's what somebody told me they were. But anyway. So I tried looking them up like that, and I've, I've found some inter- information about them. But what I was wondering about, so I got a whole bunch of seedlings. Oh, yeah. Because these, these things are full of seeds. Sure. And I wanted to replant some up on the street side of my house. And what I was wondering, uh, you know, to make them into like a big hedge or whatever. You'll never have You'll not have burglar. any neighbors. <laughs> neighbors, burglars, <laughs> invaders, deer. Nobody wants to come where the trifoliate orange is growing. Uh, Hey, I'm not worried about neighbors, okay? They can stay on their side of the <laughs> right. mine. So uh, what's the question real quick, Gary? What's the question? How close How close together is it safe to put them without them, you know, overlapping so much they hurt each other? Mm, good question. Patricia, I they see just go going, everywhere. I yeah. don't know. I would say four, at least four or five feet, yeah, wouldn't you? four or five. Sounds about right. Yeah, four or five feet apart from them, each other. To keep them at least four or five feet apart? Okay, that was my first question. My second question was, what's the growth rate on these things? How fast do they grow? They're not terribly fast. It's not like uh, privet hedge or ligustrum or anything like that. But I would say within three or four years, if you start with one that's about a foot tall, three or four years, it'll be about three feet tall. Within four or five years, it'll be about five feet tall. I would say within six or seven, it's going to be, ooh, look out for that. That's a big boy there. That's like the ones I've got out back now. I got got a good bushel of fruit off of them this fall. Yeah, and the fruit, uh, as you say, has all the seeds in it. You can plant the seeds if you want to, or you can take the little seedlings where they're sprouted up around the ones you have and transplant them over. But uh, that's what you have is called the trifoliate orange. It is a winter-hardy citrus, and as you say, the fruit, ooh, it'll pucker your mouth right up big time. It's 828 at News Talk WSB. Back to more Lawn and Garden after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 
It's 38 degrees at 8.35 on a Saturday morning. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful doing whatever you want to do in the garden. Don't forget, you can go to my website. If you just are too shy to call in this morning, you can go to WalterReeves.com. There's a search line there. Use one or two words like tomato or fescue or trifoliate orange or whatever you think you'd like to learn more about. It'll take you to various places on my website. I've got right now close to 14,000 different pages there. Some of it name that plant, some of it garden events, some of it articles I've written in years past. But you can also follow me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Pinterest. And Pinterest, the only thing I have on Pinterest is pictures of weeds and how to control them. That's the only thing I have on Pinterest, weeds, how to control them. You can sign up for our bi-weekly email newsletter, which is completely free, and every two weeks on Thursday you get a new newsletter with pictures and problems and suggestions and things that I have for folks, and you might find that useful as well. Of course, we also, we've been announced new events, and events like the March 23rd uh, plant fair and plant and garden class down at Callaway Gardens. Patricia Collins is with me this morning to talk about that for just a second before we talk to Mickey Gazaway. So, again, Patricia, this is March the 23rd. March 23rd. Uh, registration's at 930, and we go through, we have, it's including lunch. Uh, it's uh, $58 for two lectures, question and answer, lunch, and then you go to the plant fair uh, afterwards, and uh, Walter and uh, Jenny Hernandez, and then a couple of other experts will uh, guide you through, talk to you about what's in, in the gardening school. Gardening school runs through Sunday, and there's no charge for that, so you can go to that. Well, the plant uh, fair, you mean? The plant fair. What right. did I say? The plant fair. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> oh, brain. The garden school is on Thursday. Thursday, and there is a charge for that, but we are giving away a uh, coupon. We'll do that right after we finish talking with Mickey. How about that? Okay, sounds good. Let's do that. All right, at 837, Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery joins us. Good morning, Mickey. Good morning. Hey, Walter. Hey, Patricia. Hi there. So, well, I guess we need to go into business right now. I know my garden is blooming. Things are happening in the daffodils and the daphnies and everything else is blooming in my garden. But let's talk business and talk about what is on sale this weekend, 20% off at Pike Nursery. Snapdragon. And boy, oh boy, if you get lucky, snaps will last until June sometimes. Sometimes they do. And they are beautiful. They are so pretty. I like that sort of English garden look. That's mm-hmm. the look they, they remind me of when I look at them. I just love them. Beautiful. And the kids love them. They love that little... I was telling Ashley, she said she didn't know you could pinch their cheeks and they would talk to you, but they don't. <laughs> so that's really fun. Gardening should be fun. Gardening should, <laughs> should be, be fun. It should be. Snapdragon flowers. This is what Mickey is talking about. If you mash the sides of the flower, the mouth opens up, giving you the dragon look, and you can mash and it talk and to talk to that's a kid. Right. and make different silly voices if you want to, <laughs> but that's, that's been done for how many years? Hundreds of years to amuse the children of gardeners. That's right, and the colors are so pretty. We've got really different colors this year. The, this dark, dark red one that just really stands out, and we've got some of them get real tall. Some of them are not as tall. Um, I'd, I'd go for the larger ones right now, and um, they're beautiful. They're really pretty in, in the middle of pots, like for a, a thriller in your pot or in the back of the beds they're pretty there too so hope everybody and, and they'll be pretty till it, till it gets hot yeah until it gets and, real uh, hot and like i say yeah. if you get lucky you don't have a terrible heat storm that comes up in may then they'll last i've seen them until june and they could be yeah. really pretty even then yes absolutely so when you plant annuals like snapdragons are what are your steps making what do you do to plant them so they last as long as they possibly can 
Well, I, I, of course, I try to work up the soil. I use lots of organics in there, and uh, the the bigger root ball they make, then the better the the top is going to stand up to the heat. And I, I I I have to admit, I use different fertilizers. Sometimes I use EB Stone. Sometimes I use Osmocote. Sometimes I give them a shot of Miracle Grow when I get through, but mm-hmm. just to keep them growing and keep them happy, and they'll put grow. them in the right place. Do you mash up the root ball at all when you put it before oh, yeah. you put it in the ground? I am really mean to root balls <laughs> on everything except poppies. <laughs> and why not poppies? I don't, well, I've always heard you don't. So I, I'm real careful about planting poppies. I try not to disturb the soil when I do poppies. Mm, so that may explain why my poppy transplants didn't work so good last year. I've learned something from you, Mickey Gasway, this morning. That is perhaps why my poppies I grew them in a in a bed in the back of the house in a sort of a thick bed and I thought well I'll just transplant these out to the little thin bed out front and man they did not do worth squat Mm-mm. for me well I know when I I've tried poppies from seed a couple of times and I always use them in the the plantable pot so I don't even have to yeah. take them out yeah, so. yeah. but you know it works for me <laughs> All right, so we have snapdragons. These come in what size pots do they come in, Mickey? They come in the four inch, and then they come in a, I don't know if they call them a six or eight inch gallon, a little bit bigger, too. But all of them are on sale? <coughs> They're all on sale for 20% off. All right. So be sure and ask. Be sure and ask. Things. Go to the cashier and say, hey, I got 13 different pan, <coughs> different snapdragons of different colors right here. I got a little EB stone, some milorganite mm-hmm. fertilizer, maybe some organic material, some planting soil to mix in with the soil that you have in your bed, 20% off on the flowers. Go home, plant them, and have instant, instant, instant color, which is the great thing about snapdragons. The color is so instantaneous. Boom, bang, yes. bang. Everybody in the Beautiful. neighborhood is very, very impressed and pleased. Yes. So, Mickey, I've talked to you a couple of times this morning already about the strawberry and the blueberry classes that are coming up. Oh, yeah, that's going to be fun. That's one of our biggest days is uh, Strawberry Day. And everybody, I'm sure you told everybody that they're going to get a free bare root strawberry with, their, with the purchase. Yep. And we're going to have a class, a strawberry class, in the morning at 8.30. And then in the afternoon, I think it's 5, five o'clock. 5 right. o'clock, right. This is next Saturday, plan. not today, but next Saturday That's right, is when next the Saturday. classes come on. Uh-huh. And uh, what's the strawberry lemonade that everybody's talking about you'll have oh, to drink? Oh, yeah, it's good, too. It's really, really good. <laughs> Nothing really uh, good. stronger added to it to make the No, afternoon. no, 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 no. I, our employees are allowed to drink it, so it doesn't have anything well, if you want to go to the strawberry, strawberry class, the blueberry class next Saturday, if you want to go buy some Snapdragons today for 20% off, Mickey, where would we find all the locations of Pike Nursery to go and, and get these bargains and deals? At PikeNursery.com, but I've got one more thing what I've got that? to say. One second. The man was talking about the potatoes. Oh, yeah. Doing the potatoes. You had a great thing on your website that I did a couple of years ago where I did the potatoes in furlock. Yeah, sure. That was so much fun. It is a so bunch of fun. I would tell everybody to look at that, and you just dump them out, and you get all these beautiful, I got blue potatoes and yellow yeah. potatoes, yeah. and it was fun. So I, in a big Rubbermaid container. So, so that was look neat. on my website and type potato yeah. and perlite on the search line. Yeah. That'll take you right to it, I think. That was fun. Anyway, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next Saturday, Mickey. Okay, you have a great day. Bye. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Do we have a Twitter question? Or 
Actually, yes. Oh, we want to give away the uh, the uh, garden school ticket, Patricia. Let's do that right. right now. We got one ticket for one person to go to the garden school at Callaway Gardens on March the twenty third. This admits one person. You can buy your partner if you have somebody else you want to come with. You can buy that separately from uh, Callaway Gardens. But Ashley will be to our contest line, contest number, caller number five, to our contest number, which is 404-741-0750. If you're caller number five, you get a free ticket to the Garden School, March 23rd, at Callaway Gardens. Forrest is in Decatur and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Forrest, good morning. Hi. Hi. Um, I've got a question. I've got um, uh, peach trees uh, that have, who knows, been there for many, many years. I bought the house. They were overgrown, covered with ivy. Cleared them all out, got all the junk around them, and they seem to be quite prolific. Last right. year there were, I mean, dozens and dozens, maybe great. hundreds of peaches on them. And uh, all developed properly, looked really good. Then by the time they were ready to harvest, they virtually all of them had um, some insect had bored into the fruit itself. Yeah. And... Um, I'm wondering, figured, okay, this year I'll pay closer attention to them, might as well, as long as they're producing all this fruit, um, what to do to prevent it. They're they're budded out and flowered right now. They all look great. There's hundreds of them, pink flowers. And uh, what do I need to do? One is to spray when they're flowering. Go find, okay. go to Pike and say, do you have captan? C-A-P-T-A-N, uh, fungicide. fungicide, which will keep okay. the brown rot. It's not an insect, but it's a rot that is very common on peaches. And then spray that now when the peach is blooming. Once the blooms have fallen away, so you don't hurt bees, of course, then you can start with an insecticide. Neem works fine. There are other home orchard sprays, which oh, you spray them about once, once every 10 days or so. And that will control the young form of the curculio. And that's what is the creature that made the eggs that bored into the fruit that gave you the worms that you didn't want last year. Okay. You've got to control curculio when it's young. And that's why you start with the neem oil immediately after uh, flowering. Okay. And just keep spraying with neem oil all through the uh, spring and summer after the uh, flowers are gone? Yeah, and it'll tell you how often to spray and how much, how many days you have to wait before harvest. And so just follow the label on spray uh, scheduling and then when to stop. Okay. And does that, do you, uh, I, I guess it'll be on the label, but I'll ask you anyway. What? Um, when the fruit develops, do, do I keep spraying that neem oil? On the fruit, or is this only on the buds? Or I think it's mostly on the leaves, because that's where the cuculio is mostly going to be found. Neem, in general terms, is considered an organic insecticide, so you can spray uh -huh. it on the fruit, wash the fruit, obviously, when you, when you harvest it. But again, follow the label restrictions on how often you can spray till, and up until what time. Okay. So, um, and the fungus, now I didn't ha have any problem with fungicide, or with fun fungus. Yeah. Last year, let me knock wood for you here because you're going too far. It's not, 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 no. not. You're going to if you don't get ahead of it now. Don't, okay. don't scrimp on the fungicide spray when it blooms, or you'll have brown rot, and there's nothing more heartbreaking than brown rot on peaches. All right, all right, well, very good. All right, thank you right. very much. Hey, man, thanks for calling. We've got Tim in line. Tim's up in Buford and joins us. Hey, Tim, morning. Good morning. Morning. How can I help? Thanks for the uh, I got Leland Cypher's pine trees that are approximately 30 foot tall. Sure. About six foot up. They all died on one side. Yeah. I trimmed that off. 
That's about back? the best you can do. Uh, probably not going to come back. Where you trimmed off, if you didn't have any greenery left when you did the trimming, it's just going to be a big brown hole there. Okay. Mm, doggone it, you say yourself. <laughs> a lot of it came from dry weather. Leland cypresses do not like being dried out, and that is what we had all last fall, all year, mm-hmm. the drought of last year. So uh, all this is what I call the Leland Cypress Arc. It's across the northern uh, metro area from Buford over to uh, Forsyth, up into Ball Ground, uh, over in Cobb County, Marietta, north and west Cobb. Lots and lots and lots and lots of Leland Cypress have felt the effects of drought now. Even though they didn't look so bad last year, the effect is going to be shown this year as they dried up then and got various cankers, and the cankers cause dead limbs, and you prune them out, but nothing comes back. And there's where you are, Tim. Yep. Does uh, those trees cause the the grass to turn, the moth turn in the yard? Not particularly, unless they shade the ground and keep the sun from hitting and drying out the soil. Okay. So I just need to put some lime on the yard, and that will take care of the, the moth. Uh, lime, I know that everybody says put lime out to prevent uh, moss, but in my, I was noticing in my patio in the backyard, the mortar joints between the stones in my patio covered in moss right now. If lime had anything to do with moss growing, then the lime in that mortar would certainly have killed the moss. Moss yeah. would grow on top of a pile of lime if you let it. So lime doesn't have much to do with the moss, uh, moly, mostly it has to do with the moisture in the soil, shade, heavy clay, things like that, but not the acidity of the pH of the soil. If you want some more details on how to control moss stem, I don't have a lot of time right now. But you can go to my website, just type in moss, and I've got some thoughts on how to control moss there. It's 849. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update from Ackerman Security. Right now, 39 degrees outside. Going into the mid-50s this afternoon. Sunny, no rain. Tomorrow, 60s and low overnight, around mid-40s, let's call it. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. George Indicator comes up right now. Hey, George, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Real quick, how can I help, George? Uh, how close is it? How safe is it? Can we cut? Uh, is it to cut our stand of zoysia grass so we get a, at least a three-inch stand for the summer? It's now about an inch and a half. Keep it where it is. Don't it's go any lower than that. In fact, I saw a note yesterday from my grass guy from the University of Georgia, and he said that basically it does more harm or has the potential to do more harm than good to scalp grasses, Bermuda, zoysia, centipede, I guess, too. Um, and so in his view, if you're going to mow your zoysia, in your case, uh, George, and if you're going to mow your Bermuda grass right now and just get the weeds and to even it up, don't scalp it. Don't go down to a half an inch and kick all the dirt all over the yard. Get it about where it was last year, and then gradually might lower it one notch to let it green up fully as you start doing your mowing in the spring and summer. Thanks for calling, George. It's 8.57 and a half at News Talk WSB. It's been my pleasure to be with Patricia Collins and reminding you about their garden school. Details at, gar- at CallawayGardens.org. Is that right? At CallawayGardens.com. If you need details about the garden school, you can see about that on March 23rd. Ashley Frasca screened our calls this morning. Did a great job answering questions off the air on Facebook. Making sure that she got all the little stuff as well as the ones on Twitter. 
and Jason Byers did our engineering, our resident kumquat king here this morning, advising on the growth and care of kumquats. Of course, if you didn't get your question answered, you can go to my website, WalterReeves.com. I'll be at Scottsdale Farms next Saturday, 11 o'clock, Scottsdale Farms in Alpharetta, answering questions and talking about new plants for your landscape. See you next Saturday for another edition of Lawn and Garden.